Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I meet Nigel and I'm like, this guy, you, know, you can tell he's at the gym a lot. I have jealousy comes and knock, but I'm like, what are you doing here? There's no reason to be Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Welcome to Plathville Edition. Um, I have for the entirety of this week been very sick. So um, this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than you're used to. I'm like positive that I have COVID, even though I've tested negative three times. So uh, whatever it is, uh, y'all don't want it. You know what? But there's always a silver lining to everything. And in watching this episode, I thought, you know what, I might be very sick, but at least I'm not Barry. At least I'm not Barry Plath. So, you know, you always got to look at the bright side of things. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about this episode, y'all. Um, the episode begins with Mariah in the studio making beats, laying down the tracks for her hit YouTube song um, called I Missed Myself. Which, you know, I try to find the positive. No, I don't. I, I'm teaching myself to try to find the positive in things. And I will say that um, hearing the acapella version of it was a lot better than the full track, which was heavily written with... Um, what I would refer to as like baby's first recording recording studio beats. So bad. So, so bad. Like I'm pretty sure that one of the beats that she used in 
the song was just like a metronome sound, which if you guys don't know what a metronome is, it's like the, a device that you use to keep time uh, when you're playing music. So, oh, bad. You know, it's just like that. It just keeps a beat. It, it's not used as like music, not supposed to be, but I think that might be what's happening here. Um, anyway, so the screen after that says a few weeks later, we find out that. OK, so Micah went to Georgia over Thanksgiving, but then the family went to Minnesota to visit some grandparents. And so Micah, sorry, this is for Christmas. So Micah drove from L.A. to Minnesota for Christmas to be with the family. And when he was leaving, Mariah actually was like, oh, let me hop and go with you. We'll go on a road trip. Right. Oh, gosh, I just had the panic that I forgot to put on my moisturizer. So. You're going to have to pause. This is a, a skin emergency. <laughs> okay, I'm back. And even though not a single one of you asked or cared, I would say that as my morning moisturizer, I just switched to a new one because I like to... <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything. I like to, like in the summer, I'm, I'm bad. I'm like a bad skincare girl. I don't do SPF in the winter. Don't come for me. But uh, so in like in the warmer months, I switched to a lighter moisturizer and then an SPF. So I found this Coco Kind Texture Smoothing Cream, which I think is like really light. It feels good. It's got a smell that I looked at the reviews and not everybody loves. It's like earthy, kind of like not. It doesn't smell like celery, but it smells like a celery fragrance if you know what I mean like you know how like a grape lollipop doesn't smell like actual grapes it's like a grape scent it's it's like a celery scent which is like kind of sweeter but still earthy and I liked it so yeah there's um unsolicited advice in the middle of an episode that has nothing to do with skincare let's move on um so Mariah and Micah have decided to take the long way back to LA they go to see the Grand Canyon yada 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 by the time we see them pulling into LA Micah reveals that he doesn't have a place to live and that since he's been living in LA he's been trying to find a place but they're too expensive and so he's just been couch surfing this entire time um I'll be damned like we're on season four of a show you should be able to be making enough money to live in a one bedroom or a studio in Los Angeles, like TLC, y'all should be ashamed of yourselves. Like that's really wild that he can't afford to live, that he can't afford his own home. That's wild. Anyway, um, so they decide to call Hayden, which we met him in the first episode when he was, they were living in that like weirdo compound with the gym in the middle, the outdoor gym. Um, so Hayden's like, oh, actually I'm cruising up to my aunt's house. If you need a place to stay, you and Mariah, no problem. Just meet us up there. So they get to the house and it's like pretty nice. I also feel like this was probably an Airbnb. Like, I don't know anything about Hayden's family, but I also feel like uh, I'm not the type of person who would be like, hey, uh, nephew, come into my house and have these two people from a reality show bring in all their cameras and shit while I'm not there. Like, it just seemed, it seemed like a very weird thing. And also, like, you don't live there, Hayden. So, I, very strange. 
they take a tour of the space and they found the home gym and in it had like a vibration plate the thing that you stand on and it's like supposed to help with like recovery or something i don't know um hayden at one point says he because micah described the plate as a vibrator and hayden says that he thinks that micah does not even know what a vibrator is like okay i know these kids are sheltered but they're not that sheltered please and like low-key Hayden, if uh, one of the two, of, if I had to put my bet on which one of you was having more sex, it would definitely be Micah, not you, Hayden. Anyway, Hayden looks like he should have been cast in Stranger Things. I don't really know how else to describe him, but it feels very accurate. Back in Tampa, Ethan and Olivia have a conversation about adjusting, or really not adjusting to living in Tampa on Ethan's side because he really misses working on his cars. And Olivia says she's been trying to offer solutions to Ethan, like putting the cars that he does own in the backyard. He doesn't want to do that because they rent the house, which I think is actually smart of him to say. But then she's like, okay, well, how about you have all these contacts in Cairo to like work in their garages? Why don't we try to do the same thing and meet some people in Tampa? But Ethan doesn't want to do that either. So he tells her, you know, I think the best idea would be for me to just go up to Cairo for a week or two at a time and finish the cars there. Olivia says she's got a lot of concerns, frankly. She says in an interview that she honestly wouldn't mind if Ethan had a garage that he can work out of, but she also feels like he uses the cards cars as an excuse to get out of things emotionally and to not be present. And she's also worried that if Ethan goes back to Cairo, he's going to forget about all the bad things that happened when they were living there and how scary it is that he might forget and want to go back to that. But then we really get to the truth of the matter, which is that she is terrified. Olivia is terrified of Kim and Kim sinking her frosted nail polish colored claws back into Ethan because she feels like Kim did not want them together. And how, how will Olivia feel comfortable with Ethan being around somebody who was trying to separate him from her partner, which does make sense kind of, but it's also like, that's his mama, you know? (laughs) And so He, like, I don't know. I just feel like, why doesn't she, she's taking things too personally, I think, and projecting, and I don't want to hang out with Kim either, and I wouldn't want my husband to hang out with him, even if that was his biological mother, but, like, there's also that aspect of, like, I don't know. I I guess, I I don't really know how to explain it. I just think she's doing a little too much. A little too much right now. Like, you should want there to be a resolve between your partner and their parent, right? You should want that. And I also feel like it's interesting because at the end of last season, she was the one who wanted to have some sort of closure conversation with Kim and Barry, but he did not want to. So I'm curious as to why she's so concerned or why she thinks that that is such a possibility because he fucks with them probably less than she does, but only time will tell. So then back in LA, Micah and Mariah, they're settled into this random aunt's house in Woodland Hills. They're outside. 
uh, around the fire. A couple of Micah and Hayden's friends come out to hang out. And Mariah says in a confessional, she's actually really proud of Micah for going through and moving to L.A., even though I don't know if you can call it a move if you don't live anywhere, you know? (laughs) She's like, even though he's homeless, I'm still really proud of him. So the guys start talking to Mariah, like, you know, just getting to know her, what she's up to. She's like, hey, you know, I'm working on music. I'm about to release a single in a few days. And she wrote the song a few years ago, but then she kind of came back to it when she was dealing with her breakup with Max. And so this is what we're about to hear. This incredible song. She probably shouldn't admit it that she's been working on it for years but okay the crux of the song if you guys don't want to if you do rather want to protect your peace and not listen to it it's basically just like uh about losing yourself and like getting yourself back after a relationship okay so there's a lot of her saying yeah like yeah at the end of the uh, lyrics and it's not good not great Micah also has a friend named Capiche, who is an Indian immigrant. He recently moved to America, and he says that they've really bonded because they kind of, like, both started figuring out American culture at the same time and and opening their eyes to this whole new world. Uh, You guys, Capiche was a little cutie. Like, he was gorgeous so cute and I was feeling some sparks between him and Mariah and I hope she takes that because he was a little cutie like respectfully I don't know how old that kid is but like you know he seems cute um so what happens oh uh they're asking about like her relationship like oh Mariah are you single or whatever because everybody's going around talking about you know their relationships and at all and she like doesn't want to get into it but Yeah, they're they're all really respectful. But then Mariah says that Max was super jealous and would not let her hang out with other men. And this would have never happened if she was still with Max. And then she says, like, even though we're not together, I'm still worried about how he feels. And also, I'm really sad. And basically, she's tired of being sad. It's been three months. She's like, I just want to be happy, but I'm not. And it made me, you know, kind of take back me saying that I found her a little bit annoying <laughs> last week. Um, because now I see that she really is like, she's sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know what I mean? And that I, I really do feel empathy for her. And, and I felt sorry. Back in Cairo. Gosh, this was such a confirmation for me about Kim. Y'all know I said in the first episode that I feel like Kim uh, dipped into the porn of it all and saw what was out there and what she was missing and uh, looked over at Barry and was like, okay, no, I don't want to fuck Slander Man anymore. And I knew it. I knew it was a black man. I knew there was a black man behind this, so... (laughs) So Kim is gleeful. She's actually back at the house uh, talking to her children and Barry. And she's unloading these groceries and talking about how uh, her little friend from the gym, Nigel, is going to be coming over and making some authentic Jamaican cuisine. 
So she tells us in an interview their whole story of their little meet cute at the gym and how they were both on a treadmill. He was on one. She was on another. She was watching a little video, a comedy video, I think she described it as on her phone. And she was laughing hard, right? And Nigel was laughing at her laughter. I mean, this is like some real rom-com shit. Uh, So that's really how they met. Barry comes into the kitchen and he's like, oh, you know, I haven't met Nigel yet, even though I've been going to the gym. And Kim's like, well, you don't know what Nigel looks like. And then Barry says, well, I did go up to some guy and ask him if he was Nigel when I was there. And he said no, which leads me to believe that Barry just saw a black man at the gym and thought, that's probably Nigel. And, you know, I don't know the demographics of Cairo, uh, but I imagine... (laughs) It might not be unlikely that uh, it would have been Nigel, but still, we don't do that. Don't just go up to a random black person and ask them if they're uh, another black person that you've heard of. Barry, you got to do better. Lydia says in an interview that she's been noticing that something's going on between her parents and Kim's gone a lot. There seems to be something going on. Uh, it's kind of normal, but also not. So Nigel shows up. <laughs> I was going to talk about Nigel's looks. I'm not going to. He just, he seemed bored. <laughs> like he seemed like he went in front of the camera and was like, I don't want to do this. Uh, he, feel, he felt really put it put out. Uh, he just felt like he didn't really want to be there. Like, Not in a shy way, like in a, I'm bothered by this sort of way. I don't know. I got some weird energy out of Nigel, but you know, it's not surprising to me that Kim would be attracted to a weirdo because she married one, you know? The Barry starts checking Nigel out a little bit, but he says in his own interview that he can tell Nigel works out a lot and he has jealousy, but he also knows that there's nothing going on between Kim and Nigel, so He doesn't really feel that here, but he also feels like he's pretty easygoing, maybe too easygoing. And maybe he should start, I don't know, showing his emotions a little bit, which I, you know, I really hate to be in a position where I have to agree with Kim. We'll get into that later. But, you know, that that was annoying. That was annoying for me. Um, So Barry starts to ask Nigel about his workout schedule and Nigel works out every day, apparently, and he's, you know, typical, you know, gym rat, you know, if you, you got eight hours a day, you could spend 30 minutes at the gym, you know, like that sort of thing, which I mean, it's not wrong, but it's annoying. Um, so then basically everybody really roasts Barry. He really should have like not asked him Nigel about his schedule because everybody was like oh yeah so interesting Nigel that you go to the gym every day and Barry's like yeah I mean I'm trying to work up to going three days a week and everybody was like yeah but you just go to the gym for like literally five minutes and you just stand on that vibrator (laughs) real real full full circle moment with the vibration plate here on uh welcome to Plathville huh the fact that Barry doesn't know how weird it is that he only goes to the gym to stand on a vibration plate and then leaves. <laughs> That's wild to me. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. But anyway, um, Kim basically makes the whole situation worse by proposing that they have a push-up contest after dinner. And Nigel, how many push-ups can you do? Isaac, how many push-ups can you do? Barry, how many can you do? None? Nigel can do like over 100 and you probably can't do anything? Oh, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Um, She's really trying to like cuckold this man in his own home. In his own home. Mm, Shame, shame, shame. Then, uh... Lydia says that her relationship with Kim, her own mother, has been very strained over the past few months and that they used to be really close, but Kim's basically for the streets at this point, okay? She's like a full Drake song. She started going out uh, and wearing less, you know? And she's just living her best summer, her best hot girl summer. And uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's like, everybody's out doing their own thing. My dad's, you know, uh, hitting the gym to get his little vibration in. Uh, my mom's at the dance studio and kicking it with Nigel. Isaac's got a job. So I guess that's just me. I guess we're (laughs) eliminating that there are three other members of this family living in the house, but you know, that's neither here nor there. So back in LA, Micah and Mariah go for a little hike and we finally, well, we get a little bit more information about Max. So Mariah says in a confessional that Micah does not know the whole story. And so she tells him that after Micah had his conversation with Max, that one-on-one conversation, Max called her to tell her that actually what happened uh, with him and that old lady, the lady that I'm just like, in my mind, I just, how is she not an old woman? You know, like, are you guys picturing her as an elderly woman? Because I can't not, you know what I mean? So actually, they did more than kiss. I'm assuming, you know, maybe they, they both went on the vibration plate together. I don't know. I don't know. 
Mariah says she feels stupid because she should have known, but Micah tells her, don't feel stupid. And on top of that, that he's personally lost a lot of respect for Max. Then Mariah says that she's upset because she feel like she gave everything in that relationship. And as soon as she moved to Tampa, it was just like, okay, you're going to do that. Like I'm giving my all and it's still not enough. And because of that, she said the whole situation has really made her feel worthless and that Max would, you know, classic cheater move is to turn it around on the person that they're cheating on and accuse them of cheating and how he would, again, like harp on her clothing choice and accuse her of cheating through her wardrobe choices. And we see a flashback of them having a conversation from last season where he's like, you know, I just feel like you're like, well, I don't remember what he said, but like sending a message to guys that's like improper in his mind. Right. And, but also like Mariah's had a noted shift, which we love to see because she says that looking back, her relationship really wasn't as good as she imagined at the time. And Micah tells her that it really pisses him off to see her this hurt. And the Max showed his true colors. So then Mariah says that she's, she's done. Okay. She spent enough time feeling sorry for herself. She needs to start reframing her feelings, move on, start over and view this breakup as a choice that she made for herself. And I feel you girl. I'm with you. And if you and Capiche want to step on a vibration plate together, so to speak, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh, So then we find out that before Mariah leaves, she is going to have Olivia come in to L.A. They're going to celebrate the release of her single, and then they're going to head back to uh, Tampa together. And we see, like, a clip of Olivia. She's uh, in Orlando to do a... Uh, wedding photo shoot for two brides, uh, which is important because she said this is like important for her because she knows that people know her religious background to a certain extent. So how this is like an honor for her to have uh, same sex couples reach out to her and want them to want her to be like part of their wedding experience. Like this is something that she's really happy to do. Now, Mariah was supposed to be there on this trip with Olivia, but she decided to go off to LA, which uh, Olivia says is actually totally fine because she knew that Mariah needed to like figure shit out and like recalibrate and she gets it. Photography for her is a great escape and a, a release from tension. She knows that Ethan works on his cars and that's like a release for him and Mariah likes to escape into her music and so she's actually really happy that she went off to LA um so Micah and Mariah go to the beach it's now the big day of the the record release and so they go and hang out and uh you know just celebrate the fact that Mariah is about to be dropping her single like they're in just a few minutes right Olivia shows up to the beach and everybody's super stoked. Uh, This would have been my worst nightmare. Okay. (laughs) Because they dropped the song and Mariah's like, do you guys want to hear it? And so then they just, all these people that came here, just like those four straight dudes. Right. 
and Olivia and your brother. And those dudes just have to stand in a circle and watch or listen to the song and pretend they like it. I, one thing about me is y'all, I have like extreme secondhand embarrassment. And if I don't know what I'm getting myself into, especially when it comes to people's music, I like, Ooh, I don't really want to, you know, like I want to listen to other people's music, uh, alone. And I can decide if I want to continue listening to it or not. So somebody being like, hey, I've got this new song uh, and I don't know anything about it. And if it was that song, (laughs) uh, uh, I mean, what do you even say? Like, oh, you you did it, girl. Did, Did you sing that? Wow. Did you write all those lyrics? Wow. Wow, girl. Well, congrats. Congrats. I like the beats. No, I didn't. And it's like, you don't want to hurt their feelings, but it's like, oh, this is like bad. (laughs) You know? And then you just have to sit there and pretend like it's good when you know it's not. You know? And now I'm feeding into your delusions and making you think that you should keep pursuing something that you should not. You should not. Anyway. Uh, Micah says that he's actually really happy. He was a little bit shady in this moment. He's like, honestly, uh, Mariah's been a mood killer this whole trip. (laughs) But in the past couple of days, she's really like, she's been smiling. She's been laughing. I'm really happy that she's now happy. Um, so (laughs) the episode ends with Barry walking into the house. He's got his groceries and he's talking to the girls and, He says that Kim has gone so much at this point. She's not taking the lead on the meals. And so he's been doing that. And I mean, he says that. But what I saw in that those bags were just like a bunch of kombucha and like some popcorn and like a box of 100 calorie pack snacks, which, you know, really is like men should not be allowed to go shopping. I keep hearing these uh, horror stories of like, what is it? like Instacart people being like, God, I hope a man doesn't do my shopping because they, they never get the right stuff. They never get the right stuff. That's why I don't do Instacart. Mm. This is the part where Barry made me mad because he made me side with Kim. So he says that he's had a couple conversations with Kim and that he gets the impression that maybe she's not happy. <laughs> you think? <laughs> What do you mean? How annoying is it of men to be like, you know, even though you've told me this multiple times, I'm starting to suspect that these very clear emotions that you've been expressing to me might be how you're feeling. I think maybe. And it's like, dog, I've told you this like multiple times. What do you mean? I think you should know. Because on the other end of that, I can almost guarantee you is that Barry has told Kim that he understands what she's saying. But now he's telling us that he doesn't really. And that's like something that really is a pet peeve of mine. Like, if you don't get it, then ask me questions. Don't say that you get it and then be like, well, I don't know. After the fact, when I repeat, have to repeat myself that I'm unhappy. You see this uh, happen to me. It's. You know what I mean? Like, but I've already expressed this to you. I'm expressing this again. And then now you saying that you don't know was like, okay, you just admitted that you weren't listening to me this entire time. And so where does that leave us? You know? Anyway, um, so he says that 
yeah, he gets the impression that maybe she's not happy. And there was this issue of Kim feeling like she was being taken for granted and how that was a big wake up call for him. Then he says that <laughs> this was like, ooh, ooh. He had a conversation with Kim in which he rated their relationship as a six. And she was like, no, not even close to six. <laughs> Damn. Like, Ooh, not even close. What would you say, like a one? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I mean, you're probably right, but damn. <laughs> damn. I feel like you shouldn't be in a relationship that's not like, like seven seems bad to me. Seven to me is like, okay, we really need to work on shit before this becomes irredeemable. I can't imagine being in a relationship that's like not even close to slightly better than average. <laughs> Yike. Yike. Um, so <laughs> then Barry says that he thinks that the biggest issue is maybe the fact that, I don't know, he's been taking her for granted and um, over the course of their decades long marriage that it never once occurred to him to put their relationship first or go on a date. Y'all have not been on a date in the entirety of your marriage. What? What do you mean? <laughs> that is wild. That is so wild. And I like understand that you have a bunch of kids, things can get hectic or whatever, but like y'all don't go down to like Red Lobster on your anniversary or something or take a little weekend to tie me. I, I, that's why never, not once in decades. That is wild. Like, yeah, no wonder why she's fucking pissed. No wonder why she feels like you're taking advantage of her. Like, yeah. I wonder why she feels taken for granted, dude. And then we see all these pictures of them on their wedding day. And like Kim was a little bit of a smoke show. And Barry was, you know, uh, a lot better looking than <laughs> than I than I would have imagined. They were like a good looking couple. Uh, damn. I'd be really pissed if like I look like that, like she did on her wedding day. And then over the course of... Like, you never treated me like the bad bitch that I may or may not be. That's rough. And I'm with Kim on that. Like, I'd be pissed, too. 
I'd be real pissed too. Um, so he's like, you know, life's full of second chances and I'm hoping for that. And it's like, oh, well, that's nice for you to say in the in the 11th hour that like okay well i deserve a second chance everybody makes mistakes and it's like well that's like 30 years of mistakes you know (laughs) at some point you've had your second chance and probably your third fourth and fifth but he says you know i got her the studio and the dance studio and she was grateful but it didn't turn her heart to me it's like well (laughs) barry (laughs) do you have a heart (laughs) What did he think? Like, I I was feeling a little bit sorry for him, but uh, uh, it's like he knows what he's doing. It's not like he's not in touch with his emotions and that he's not like aware of what's going on. So I just like don't have any empathy for him. Also, I'm extra mad at him for making me have empathy for Kim. So now we're really in a trouble, Barry. Okay. This is a Barry versus Barry situation. So then as Barry is doing this uh, interview, we see footage of Kim walking into, I think this may have been like a rental pro. I don't know if this was like the main house that everybody's living in, but she walks through the door with a pillow in her hand and she puts a pillow on a couch and is like, you know, making her bed like she's about to go to sleep. Right. Barry says that they basically don't share a room anymore. And uh, the episode ends with him saying, right now, everything is strange. And he feels like he's in the marriage twilight zone. And in some respects, he's feeling left behind. And that he thought marriage would be forever. But it actually looks like that's not the case. And it, his could be ending quite soon. So, uh, yeah, as long as you know, sir. I mean, they're not divorced now, right? Like, I feel like we would have known that. Uh I'm interested. I'm really interested to see where this whole thing goes. Hmm. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much for being patient. Uh, I'm going to go back and rest. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Bye.